This morning we turn way back in the story of God's people. It's sort of in the beginning in the book of Deuteronomy. And, and God is sort of laying it straight out to his people. God said, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may know the love of the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to his fathers, your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Things I learned from my father. Let me tell you a little bit about my dad. He graduated high school in 1944 and enlisted in the Army. He was in an officer's training uh, course at Virginia Military Institute when victory was declared in Europe. So he was immediately shipped off to the West Coast and put on a boat to get ready to invade Japan. He was on that boat when victory was declared in Japan. He always said to me, Alan, I was carrying a 50 millimeter. It weighed more than I did. I would not even have made it out of the water. You wouldn't even have been born. Which made me think a little bit because I remember my mother saying if she had married one of the Sheets brothers, I wouldn't have been born. So I wondered, did my parents think a lot about me not being born? I don't know. I don't like to think about that. But my dad worked five and a half days a week, every week. And then he also stayed in the Army Reserves for 36 years so that there was money to send us to college and he would have a pension. So not only did he work the six and a half days a week, every Tuesday night he changed from his suit into his uniform for Army. One weekend a month was spent in the Army Reserves and one week every summer he was out on what they call bivouac, which I think he really enjoyed that. He never had a day where he didn't wear a suit and tie or a uniform. Things I learned from my dad. Most everything you do after midnight will get you in trouble. Pretty straightforward. Things I learned from my dad. If you argue with your mother, even if you win, you lose. It took me a while to learn that one. If your mother cries, you also lose. If you talk longer than half an hour on the phone, you will be arguing. It's a guarantee. My dad was very straightforward, very uh, black and white. Things I learned from my dad, there were times that I smelled like a horse that was run hard and put away wet. Uh, probably not a good thing, I guess. I never smelled a horse. There was a time in my life when, unbeknownst to me, I was old enough to know better. That was, that was it. Then there was the latter years where I was big enough and ugly enough to do whatever I wanted. Things I learned from my dad. I shouldn't be, shouldn't be afraid of 
thunder and lightning. One night I was scared and the lightning was flashing, the thunder was booming, and my dad came in and said, Alan, the one that's going to get you, you won't even see. <laughs> okay, Dad. So I stayed up all night making sure I saw every one because I figured if I saw it, it couldn't get me. I also learned not to be afraid of the boogeyman because my dad told me even if he took me, when he got a good look at me in the morning, he would bring me back. Took me a while to figure out that one. I think of that when I hear this declaration by God so, so early in the story of, of God's people that it's almost like, like a dad. God saying, I set before you today the choice, life or death, blessing or curse, choose life. In fact, there's a whole lead up to it where, where God's saying, you know, if you choose me, if you live with me, if anything happens to you, even if you're taken into exile and you, you lose everything, you will be restored. Even if uh, bad things happen and your crops don't grow, your, your flocks don't prosper, if you choose me, if you choose life, that will not last. And then it's almost like he is, <laughs> Dad, he says, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult or beyond your reach. It's like he's saying, look, this isn't that hard. Even you can understand this, Alan. I remember my dad always, when I couldn't spell a word, look it up in the dictionary. Okay, dad, how do I do that? Sound it out phonetically. Okay, well, that starts with an F, right? And then he'd just sort of shake his head. This is not too difficult. Even you can understand this. But if we could have chosen life here, what's all this about? The rest of the story, right? You know, he lays it out pretty straightforward, pretty black and white, pretty, pretty plain. Life or death, blessing or curse, choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. But if we could do that, it would have been so, so easy. I almost think of that like a dad declaring, this is what you should do. Listen to me. My dad did not speak very much, but when he spoke, you listened because it was usually filled with wisdom. Well, I have to say my dad didn't speak that much till my mother went to heaven. Then our girl said, I didn't know Pappy talked so much. And we said, well, he never had a chance before, but now, now he does. And he could tell great, great stories. But for my dad, the, the world was pretty black and white. This is what you should do. This is what you should not do. He had lived life. He had experienced. Someone had told him, and he pretty much had followed. But most of the world isn't really wired that way, are we? No, somebody might tell us what we should do. Someone may say the choice is clear, but then our mind says, well, 
do they really know what they're talking about? You know what, I think I, I, think I know better. Or we just have to experience it ourselves. We have to figure it out ourselves. We have to make the mistakes that the people are telling us don't make those mistakes. We have to make them so that we go, oh, they were right. I am so grateful that this God, this God who set that choice, this God who says, look, I, I, I take the earth and heavens, I, I set them as witnesses against you. This day, I'm telling you, choose life. It's simple. That that God didn't leave us right there. And if we didn't choose life, well, we didn't choose life. No, I am thankful that this God, this Father in heaven, did not just leave us there. Because it's obvious by what happened the rest of the story that we did not find it an easy choice. We did not listen to his words. We did not always choose life because then he had to send the prophets to, to tell us again, turn around, turn around, you're going the wrong way. And even when we didn't listen to them, finally, this father in heaven, this father in heaven that, that generations ago had set the choice clear, this father gave us his only son, his only son who literally did the opposite, who chose death so that we could have life. This God who set the, the choice so clearly early in the story did not leave us to our own devices. No, because it wasn't just black and white. It, it was messy at times. It was gray. It, it had nuance. And, and that's our human experience. But, but this God loved us. This God's love pursued us. Pursued us again and again. Pulling us towards him. He thought, come on, it's pretty straightforward. Life or death, choose life. But then when we didn't, he continued, continued to pursue us and to love us. I remember my dad always saying when he came back after uh, serving in the Philippines at the end, he came back and he met my mother and he had a dream of going to college and he had a dream of being an architect and he really had the skills for that or, or being an engineer. He could figure anything out. But the GI Bill was a choice, college or a house. And he chose a house, which means then he went to work where his father worked making glasses, but there was no pension. So then he had to stay in the Army Reserve so that there was money for us us to go to college where he <coughs> did not have the chance to go to college. That his dream for himself then fell down upon us. And I remember <coughs> coming home from college and my dad said, so you're, so you're going to major in theater? And I said, yeah. Well, what exactly are you going to do with that? And I said, well, I'd really like to direct, you know, direct plays. And he says, Alan, do you know how many unemployed actors there are? And I'm like, well, yeah, Dad, you know, I understand. He goes, well, 
do you understand there's only one director for every 10 unemployed actors? Oh. But he had a hope and a dream that I would go to college. He stayed in the Army Reserve every Tuesday night, one weekend a month, and one week every summer. He gave that up so that there was money for, uh, for me to go to college, that that was his dream. And even when I <coughs> went into a theater major, his love was still there. He hoped for better, but his love was still there. That reminds us of our Heavenly Father. This God who, it was so clear to him, so clear that day. Look, the choice is life or death. The choice is blessing or curse. Come on. Even you should be able to understand that. Choose life so that you might love the Lord your God, so that you and your children might live in the land. Listen to his voice. Hold fast. <coughs> but that God who set that choice so black and white, so clear-cut when we did not choose it, continued to pursue us, continued to love us, continued to follow after us until his son chose death so that we might live. You have a father who loves you, some of us grew up with great fathers and some of us grew up with fathers that weren't so great. But it doesn't matter because you have a heavenly father, a heavenly father that loves you so much that he will always, always pursue you. He will always go after you. His love will never let go of you. And he will always hope the best for you and for me because he wants life for us. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are the giver of life. You are so generous, and you give us not only life, not just breathing, but life abundantly, because you give us goodness and life, that we have you in life, and we have our loved ones we have your voice, O oh God, but we also have the voice of wise people that have lived life before us. Let us hear your voice, O oh God. Let us hold fast to you. Amen.